0: Welcome to the Church at Suncoast. Our Sunday morning worship starts at 11 a.m., Sunday school at 10 a.m., and Wednesday fellowship at 5.30 p.m. And now sit back, relax, and let's meditate on the Word of God. So two weeks ago, um, we finished up Matthew chapter 10, and Matthew chapter 10 um, was Jesus instructing to his disciples, um, telling them, um, giving them comfort, giving them assurance as they go out? Um, but in chapter eleven we see a shift. We see a shift in his ministry from what he um, did with his disciples. Um, we see we 're going to see in verse one uh, just uh, what He does, gives them and tells them to do from here. Um, and we don't want to look across that verse. verse. In chapter 11, we shift into four different sections. Uh, Matthew chapter 11 has um, those four sections, and the four sections we're going to look at deals, and we 're going to talk about today, um, the prophet and his disciples. Um, then in verses 16 to 20, we look at the unreasonableness of the age. The age that they were living in, what he tells them about this age, you're going to uh, find that in the, after um, after this week. Um, and then you look into the third part, the non-repentance of the cities, the ones that he has been into. And Jesus will tell them that the miracles and the things that he's done um, has not seen a, a change in the people and the cities that that. that, that he had done all the good works that he had, he had done, hadn't changed them. And then we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 11, looking at the uh, description of the kingdom and how he relates it to babes. And we'll find that as we look into chapter 11. So in, in chapter, uh, as we open the book of Matthew, in verse 1 of chapter 11, it says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of the commanding, his twelve disciples He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. So in this first verse of chapter 11, he's finished with the instructing. Were these men ready? No, they weren't ready. But he sent them out anyway. He told them to, he gave them what he instructed them and he sent them out. You know, we, we are in the same boat at times where Jesus tells us, instructs us, and you know gives us a command to go somewhere to do something we're not prepared but either way Jesus I don't want to overlook this verse that Jesus sends them out anyway he trusts them even though you know he knows that there are going to be issues throughout um, their journey in verse two of chapter 11 he then begins uh, his discussion with John the Baptist's disciples and we need to know a few things before we look into this. So, John the Baptist, uh, we know from chapters hence or chapters before, um, you know, preached in the in the wilderness, preached repentance, preached turning it and, and finding and the Messiah is coming. And in uh, in the middle of his ministry, we know that Jesus comes and. He wants to be baptized, and, if, and we know the story of John the Baptist telling him, I'm not worthy to be baptized. I'm not worthy to baptize you. And we find at the end that Jesus, that God comes from down from heaven and says, this is my beloved son, who I'm well pleased. And that story kind of ends, and we kind of don't hear much from John the Baptist until now. Uh, John the Baptist was uh, thrown in prison because of his um, stance to the king. The king had Married someone that uh, he had divorced his wife and married someone um, from uh, that that had a husband already. So he um, married uh, he married one of uh, his within his uh, kingdom, and John the Baptist took took a hard stance to that and was thrown in prison for that. So as we look at this story, John the Baptist is sitting in prison. And we know that um, in a very short period of time, um, he will be beheaded. Um, As we look at it, though, John the Baptist has some real questions and some real, uh, had a really important question to ask Jesus. And we need to understand what that question is really all about because it really centers on what a lot of Jews at this time faced in the same way. Okay? So as we look at verse 2. He says, now when John heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Okay? So his question to Jesus, as, as I said, was a question that many Jews faced. Um, what they, he is referencing is when Jesus opened the scrolls, he opened the book from, and read from the book of Isaiah And when he read that book, there are two sections of the scripture. Uh, The first section talks about what the Messiah would do. And Jesus read off to the the group where John the Baptist was, and he told of the miracles and things that the Messiah would do. And after that, he promptly closed the book. And that was the end of that. So when John the Baptist, sitting in prison... and Having a lot of time to think on things, came to, his disciples came to him from verse 2 and said, Are you the one? Are you the Messiah? Or shall we look for another? Okay? His question was, and where he comes from, is that every king of Israel said he was the Messiah. Every king that came you know, and had power called himself the Messiah and then would die. And then another would come. So John the Baptist had a real question. Okay, he was perplexed by this, um, this line of thinking because he did not think of both sections being separate. He thought section one would be coming and then section two would come right after that. Section two of Isaiah talks about how the Messiah will one day come back and bring judgment upon the earth. And that is what not only John the Baptist, but all Jews considered. They thought it was immediate and we know it's not immediate. We know that one day he will come back. He will bring judgment upon this earth and he will um, glorify um, those that have accepted him. And so in from from verse chapter 2 or verse 2 he he tells him this question in verse 2 and 3 in verse 4 Jesus answered and said unto him go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. So he did not tell him um, to explain the whole thing again. He didn't tell him to explain that he had a, a plan in mind, that he had a, a purpose of, of coming back again. He, he came to sh- tell him the very same thing. And it's the very same thing that, that we see throughout his ministry. In verse 5, the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the leopards are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. So through this, um, he's telling him again, and, and at times we all need to hear this again, what what he truly does, what he truly does in our life, what he truly does um, in our family, and our friends, people that have been affected by um, things, and Jesus has um, healed them. He, Jesus has um, brought them into and, and, and um, he has uh, done these things and he John the Baptist um, in hearing this um, I believe uh, we don't get word that, of a response from John the Baptist but hearing it again and hearing that all of these things that Jesus has done it, 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 I think he wanted to reiterate to John just what he mean, what he's meaning to do and what he plans on doing. So as we look into that, his authenticity um, was the important thing. He was authentic. He was real. Um, So as we look at that from verse 5 and 6, and he says in verse 6, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended by me. Okay, so this was Jesus' answer to John, that you see what I've done. You see who I am, and you've seen from God, and he's saying, continue on. Continue to, to whatever you do throughout the rest of your life to believe that he, I am the Messiah. Um, I was watching the episode of Pawn Stars just a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was watching it where the uh, young kid, it was a young man, um, he had a babe roof. He, he thought to be an authentic um, real uh, baseball card from when Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox. Um, it it had he f- said he found it from a, in a shed of the house that he had just purchased, um, and he knew the value. He knew what he, he it could be, um, and so he told the Pawn Stars, "I want sixty five thousand dollars for this. Okay, this can pay off a lot of things." And he was getting excited. He was uh, very. Um, you know looking forward to their response and so they brought in this uh, card valuer um, expert and he looked at the card he said wow this this is incredible I mean you've got um, a gem you know a very um, you know and he was looking through the whole thing and then he stopped <laughs> he said all of the good things and then he said well the coloring is not right it doesn't have that Green kind of coloring that it would have had, and he said, "This card is not, not no value. It's literally valueless." And, and the man was very, you know, he's taken back by. it. He said, "But he said, I, I understand. I mean, the, the, this was a shot in the dark. But at times we do the same thing. We we um, think we have the right method. We think we have God all figured out, and we we think we we know." who Jesus really is, but sometimes um, sometimes we can even catch ourselves, you know, looking at that card and saying, I, I, I think I know what God is all about, and not have that down. You know, we, you know he has um, his, his plan for us, and he has our, his method that he works in our lives, and he is the true authentic, authenticity, he has the true auth- authenticity. So um, in verse 7, um, we see a, a departing from the disciples. The disciples leave. And in verse 7, it says, And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What went ye to see out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But, wh- what, he, what, wh- but what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment?'" Behold, they, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for to see a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for he is he. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way. Which shall prepare the way before thee. So John the Baptist. He's telling us in verses 7 through 10, he's telling us that John the Baptist was real. He was authentic. He came with one purpose and one mindset. And that one mindset was to usher in the Messiah, to tell of who is coming next. And he did not wear um, the king's clothes. He didn't come to you and find outfits we know John the Baptist. He was rugged. He was a man's man. And more than anything else, more than all of that, he told the people what they needed to hear. Okay, he was direct. He didn't beat around the bush. He went straight for what the people needed to hear. Okay, in, 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 in our world today in 2019, are we really craving that kind of message? Are we craving men that are authentic, people that are are willing to tell the truth no matter the cost. And that and, and John the Baptist was in that same mold. Um, the people knew where he was. The people knew he was in prison. They knew he was all in on Jesus' ministry. He, they knew he was authentic. And in, in our world, that's the same thing we should be craving for. So, so, In saying that, we need someone that isn't afraid to tell us the word from God. Um, There's a story of Fritz Chrysler. Fritz Chrysler. He was a violinist in uh, Eastern Europe, a couple of uh, maybe a century ago, and he went to a a music store. And Fritz Chrysler had his violin and brought it to the music store to have it fixed. And when he got in there, the man was just amazed. This was a man that knew his violin and said, this is a Fritz Chrysler violin. And the man said, of course, yeah, this is it. And he was like, I'll be right back. Walked back into his room quickly and called the police. Called the police. And when he came back out, you know, talked a little bit more about the violin. And as the police came, um, you know, the, the police were ready to arrest this man. And Fritz Chrysler said, hold on, you know, I have, this is my violin, and they're like, oh, "No, sir, you're, you're you're wildly mistaken." Okay, and he he continued on. You know, I am that man. they were putting him in handcuffs, and he told them, "Please let me let me hold the violin for a second and play this thing." Okay, and when he did, the the smooth tones and the the things that that they heard told them this was Fritz Chrysler. And when we look at John the Baptist, when we look at his story. This was a man that was authentic. This was a man that was, um, had the true message of God and was not afraid to share it. And that is what John the Baptist, Jesus is saying, John lived his love for another by his zeal for his God. That His disciples needed to do what they are known for doing as well and what they can only do. Jesus said, um, in his scripture, by this will all men know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And no man exemplified that more than John the Baptist. He was, he's telling him and building him up in this way to the people. So we finish in verse 11. Verse 11 is a key change into this. He says, verily I say unto you, among them that are born of a woman, there are not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he so he he tells him at the end this man is a, a truly authentic he's he's um one of my followers but even john the baptist knows he knows that um he knows that in the kingdom of heaven there is no rank and filing system there everyone is equal and he knows john the baptist knows this as well. Jesus provides perspective to the crowd about a prophet. He is not to be put on a pedestal, okay? When they were looking at Jesus and they were looking at the John the Baptist, many in that crowd could, you know, had that belief that John the Baptist and Jesus had an equal standing. And Jesus was correcting them in verse 11 and telling them that everyone in the kingdom has the same and, and they're, was no ranking system. John the Baptist was used by God, but in the eyes of God, his life was no more important than any of his followers. So when we look at that and we think about perspective, okay? Um, The story goes to please his father. Um, A freshman went out for track and he was not the best miler, didn't have the best times, but got on the team and was excited. Okay, his his father was a great miler, one of the best track stars at his in his time. Um, the very first race was a two man race, and I don't like those kind of things, but um, my kids loved him. when I when I when I coached track. They loved to face each other and see who's who was better. Okay, and so in this story, he was badly beaten. He be, he faced the best miler in the school. Okay, best uh, one of the best in the in the school. So. Um, he wrote to his dad and he said, "You will be happy to know, Dad, I ran against the best miler, and he came in second to last, and I came in right after him. So you see, in that story, um, he he came in second while the other one, of course, came in first. But in perspective, he 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 was wanting to share with his dad. He wanted his dad to be pleased with him. And 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 in perspective, in our life, um, has to come." from our understanding of who we are in Christ. Who we are um, makes all of the difference. Um, So the three points I had, if you've got that, um, the first one is that the master's method, understanding the master's method applied in our life brings security and peace. Um, I'm I'm fairly certain after hearing it a second time, Jesus sharing with them a second time, it really brought John the Baptist a lot of security and peace, understanding that Jesus is the Messiah. I I don't need to look anywhere else. And his understanding changed once he had heard it again. Sometimes we need to hear things again. We need to hear the message that he brings us. The second point is that the authenticity in leadership should be what people crave. When we see... um, our leadership, when we see people that are under under the pulpit, pray that they have that authenticity in sharing the message of God, that not being afraid to share the truths and the wonder of the scripture because it is a wonderful message. And the last point is that the perspective that God gives us forever alters our reality. It never, once we have who we are in Christ he gives us that perspective and we centralize it on that on that we are able to find um, what we need what, who, who we are as a Christian comes from what he gives us, what he provides let's pray Lord, we thank you for the day you've given us. we thank you for um, the the wonder that that, that, uh, that John the Baptist could question Jesus and that Jesus would give an answer. Jesus would, would provide G- John the Baptist with an answer, and we thank you for um, for your love for us, that you that you work with us, and that you continually tell us who you are, and who we are um, matches exactly what that what who you are, and we uh, we pray that you would give us a good day in the, in, the, in the rest of the time we have. We, uh, we, we give the rest of this time to you in your name, Amen.